Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's third Sermon on the Mount teaching in Matthew 5, 38 through 48, called The Law of the King 3. Not only does the Bible say not to slap somebody back, it says to offer the other cheek, but then to offer something more, to offer a blessing. Can you imagine? Well, God bless you and your family. And here, here's the other cheek so I can give you more blessings. And this is why this week I was going, Lord, how is this even possible? And on top of that, to try to give a blessing, I want you to think for a moment. Let's say that someone close to you insults you. And let's just say that you said, is that all? Or do you, do you have something else to get off your chest? Let's say that they give you a little bit more. And then you say something like this. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I'll tell you what. Can I, just, can I just pray for you right now? Can, can I cover you in prayer? Now, I know that for most of us, I can feel the tension right there in your spirit. What, what would it take for me not only not to fight back, but to offer a blessing instead? But that is precisely what Jesus is getting at. E.C. McKenzie said, the loneliest place in the world is the human heart where God's love is absent. And the book of Isaiah shows us a picture of the Messiah. Would you turn to Isaiah chapter 50? If you don't want to turn there, we'll try to put it up on the screen for you. Isaiah chapter 50 has a servant song. There are four of these in the Bible. They are prophecies about the coming Messiah written before he got here, fulfilled in the life of Jesus. And I want you to see what happened to Jesus, our Messiah, as he called upon us to turn the face of grace Let's see what happened to him. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Lord God, 50 verse 4, has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple, as a kingdom citizen, if you will. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. I gave my back, Isaiah 50 verse 6, to those who strike me. In my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard, I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting, which was another major insult of that day. Mark 14, 65, if you want to jot it down right there in your Bible, some began to spit at Jesus, Mark 14, 65, to blindfold him and beat him with their fists and said to him, prophesy. And the officers received him with slaps in the face. It may be that reading between the lines here, the Messiah is saying to us, maybe when someone insults you, there's something going on in their own heart and life that it's coming out and there's an opportunity. Notice this is what it's going to take for us to turn the other cheek. For the Lord God helps me, me, verse 7, therefore I'm not disgraced. Therefore I've set my face like flint and I know that I shall not be ashamed. In 1 Peter 2.23 It says, Jesus kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Notice, 
He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up to each other. Who has a case against me? Let him draw near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who is he who condemns me? Behold, they will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them. Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. The Messiah himself took slaps to the face. They pulled out his beard. And what was the reason that Jesus allowed that to happen? He was no glutton for punishment. He didn't come here to become somebody's punching bag. He was on mission. He'd come to save the lost. He'd come because God so loved the world. He'd come because God loved us while we were yet sinners and while we were yet enemies. How many times have we metaphorically slapped him in the face? How many times have we metaphorically spit in his face, especially as unbelievers? And yet, what did Jesus do? He didn't say, well, I'm not going to die for them because they don't, they don't appreciate it or they don't love me. No, heaven's love did what it needed to do for our salvation. That's the first one. It's going to get harder. Number two, Matthew 5, verse 40. Example number two, if anyone wants to sue you, yeah, it makes me want to cry too. <laughs> take your, and take your shirt. Let him have your coat also. Example number two is in the area of inconvenience or major inconvenience. But here we have someone who wants to sue you. Maybe take you to the people's court. How many of you remember the people's court? Can you imagine? The music begins to play. Uh, here suing Mr. Lance is Mr. Smith. What's this all about? Well, five years ago, Mr. Lance lent Mr. Smith his Hawaiian shirt, his favorite Hawaiian shirt from the 80s. And now Mr. Lance is suing for $39.99. You say, how did it come to this? How could you end up in the people's court or before Judge Judy over a Hawaiian shirt that nobody should wear anyway from the 80s? Or let's, let's put it this way. Let's say someone borrowed your lawnmower and they borrowed it a year ago and they never gave it back. And now you've ended up in before Judge Judy over the lawnmower. Total price, $199.99. And there you are. Well, here's what happened, Judge. I, I lent him the mower and I told him, I need it back. My grass grows quickly. And, and he didn't. And Jesus says, well, give him your weed whacker as well. <laughs> and forget about court. But it was my favorite shirt. I don't have to give him my favorite coat also. Now this is where the saying comes, you know someone who will give you the shirt off their back? This comes from right here. Do you know somebody like that? Do you know someone who would give you the shirt off their back? Remember, the larger principles are not to over-literalize what Jesus is saying, but take, take the principle. It means that I could be inconvenienced by somebody else, and rather than me barking up and down about what I lost, I would even give them my coat also. For the sake of what? The kingdom. For the sake of my witness. Because it's just stuff. Do you know that when Jesus was hanging on the cross, 
The Roman soldiers gambled for his clothing. They took his clothes from him. Some scholars believe that Jesus was hanging on the cross naked. Others believe he was barely covered. Whatever the the case may be, can you imagine the humiliation of dying on the cross and people are at the foot of the cross gambling for your clothes? Imagine if it were you. What would you do if you had the power of the universe at your beck and call? Would you say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Or would you say, Father, gather the biggest lightning bolt that's ever been seen and fry the landscape? But do you see our king's heart? Do you know at the crucifixion site, two men became believers? A thief on the cross who was dying next to him. And a Roman centurion said, surely he was the son of God. What won them over? Jesus' love at the cross. And we are citizens of the kingdom and we belong to the king. In 1993, a mother lost her only son when O'Shea Israel shot him during an argument at a party. Her initial reaction was she wanted justice and she wanted this man to pay for killing her son and he did. He served 17 years of a 25 and a half year sentence. He was released from jail and returned back to his old neighborhood, moving in right next door to marry the mother of the son that was killed. This was was not by accident, says this writer, but by a remarkable act of mercy. A few years prior to his release, Mary, the mother was overcome by the conviction to forgive him. So she set out to do just that through a course of several meetings. After some time, she was able not only to forgive him, but help him upon his departure from prison and help him move in next door. In fact, they they don't just live close to each other. They are close in spirit. Mary gives the glory uh, to God with her ability to forgive such a tragedy. She says, unforgiveness is like a cancer. It will eat you from the inside out. It's not about the other person. Me forgiving him does not diminish what he's done. He murdered my son, but the forgiveness is for me. Close quote. You know, going from the lesser to the greater, we know what the Lord did for us, and we think about minor things that happen, spats. You think about all these silly court cases that happen, and sometimes they happen in families. And people are suing each other for things that will just end up wearing out. They won't last. Example number three, whoever, 41, shall force you to go one mile, go with him too. This is what I would call the demand. So we have an insult, we have an inconvenience, and now we have a demand. I can't help but think of the demand of jury duty. Can I get a witness? I get that letter in the mail and you would think the world was coming to an end. Oh, no! (laughs) Jury duty! Right? (laughs) So you call that number and you're like, oh, Lord, prayer life's never been so good. (laughs) Let it not be badge number 75778. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. And then if it happens and they give you the call, you got to go down to the court. Oh, It's a dark day. You've been listening to the Walk in Truth program.
Hey, listen, family, Pastor Michael here. Hey, I wanted to just take a moment to celebrate something that the Lord has done, and he's done it through you. Those of you who pray, those of you who give, we are now adding a radio station in San Diego. It is 106.1 FM and 1210 AM K-Praise, and we are now adding a morning drive time at 5 AM Monday through Friday, and we're going to be on Sunday mornings at 6.30 AM. And we are so grateful for all of you who have been praying, those of you who have become, have become Walk in Truth partners. We've walked through a new door, and we want to walk through more. So if you want to learn more about how to partner with us, it's walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But we just wanted to say a big thank you and give glory to God for this new radio station. I pray the Lord does wonderful things through it in his name. Amen and amen. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth financial partners, and be sure to check out our Walk in Truth app, available in your app store. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. You know, going from the lesser to the greater, we know what the Lord did for us, and we think about minor things that happen, spats, you think about all these silly court cases that happen, and sometimes they happen in families. And people are suing each other for things that will just end up wearing out. They won't last. Example number three. Whoever, 41, shall force you to go one mile, go with him too. This is what I would call the demand. So we have an insult, we have an inconvenience, and now we have a demand. I can't help but think of the demand of jury duty. Can I get a witness? I get that letter in the mail and you would think the world was coming to an end. Oh, no! (laughs) Jury duty! Right? (laughs) So you call that number and you're like, oh, Lord, prayer life's never been so good. (laughs) Let it not be badge number 75778. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. And then if it happens and they give you the call, you got to go down to the court. Oh, it's a dark day. And all the people come walking in. Uh, 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 and you sit with a jury of your peers who need coffee injections and an attitude adjustment. And then you see somebody from church. You're like, hey, how's it going, man? But you're still praying. And then there's the happy guy over there, civic duty Charles. This is a great day. I hope I get on a jury. We should all be serving the Lord in this way. And you're like, (laughs) can you believe that guy? Civic duty. Right? And we all have, if we were going to confess it, we all have tricks on how we might get out of it. And oh, it's such an inconvenience. Jesus is referring to, uh, in verse 41, a reality that if you were uh, oppressed or an ancient enemy had taken your land, as in the Romans occupying Israel at this time, a Roman soldier could force you under law to carry his stuff for up to a mile. So it might be like this. You're walking to the store with your friends, and a Roman soldier goes, Hey, you! Me? Me? Jury summons. (laughs) Carry my stuff. 
And the law said you had to carry his pack or whatever he wanted you to carry for one mile. Now, can you imagine that mile? The Jews at this time absolutely despised this law. What do you mean he can tell me to carry his stuff for a mile? This is our land. These people are occupying our land and they hated it. Can you imagine the conversation for that mile as you can be like jury duty? You <laughs> Romans in our land, uncircumcised. And Jesus says, instead of going one mile, here's where it comes from, brethren, go the extra mile. See the larger principle? Go with him too. And as you go with him too, maybe you share the gospel with him. Why, why didn't you mutter like all the other people mutter when things like this happen and someone calls for you to well, I'm a believer in Messiah. And hey, have you heard the good news? I, I don't mind. Let's go another mile. I want to share with you the good news about Jesus Christ. Wow. That would be an amazing moment, wouldn't it? That we would look different from everybody else. And that's what our king is saying. Do you remember when Jesus was moving down the Via Della Rosa? There was a man named Simon, and he was there I don't know all the details of his involvement with Jesus, but a soldier said, you carry his cross. Me? Jesus was falling under the weight of the cross. He had been beaten so badly with the whip. And Simon the Cyrene carried Jesus' cross. And Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. You know, Jesus, uh, Simon the Cyrene was famous in the early church he was known as the man who carried Jesus' cross. Imagine if he would have said, No way! That's terrible! He took off running. But he had the privilege of carrying Jesus' cross. See, it is things like this that really get people's attention. The fourth and final example in this section is give to him who asks you, Don't turn away. From him who wants to borrow from you. Now, in everyday situations, it may not be the stranger, although we know that there are people who have set up camp and they have their signs, and we've all been taught discretion about what we give and how we give, and we all know principles about lending money and stuff like that. And we've got to factor those in. In fact, I wouldn't give someone $20 if I knew someone's going to go get a fix or buy alcohol or, you know, keep their drug habit going. That's enabling them. But if someone asked me for food or I knew it was a legitimate need as best I could tell, I try to meet the need. You know, every week in this church office, I have to tell you, probably without exception, 52 weeks a year, we get some sort of benevolence request. And we have a benevolence fund and you guys are so uh, giving and gracious. And we Help people with food, or we help them pay a light bill. We've, some people are in their homes today because of you, because they wouldn't have made it otherwise. And we do our best to discern, you know, what we should do in each individual situation. But I will tell you that as a staff, we try to always lean on the side of grace, because I believe that's what the Lord's called us to do. Listen to 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, 
that you through his poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Jesus left everything for us. In fact, he told someone, I, I don't even have somewhere to lay my head at night. Imagine the glories of heaven that he left. And then sometimes if someone says to us, hey, and it's usually a child. Can I have $10? Are you going to do this every day? You're seven. Get a job. <laughs> and all the parents said, amen. <laughs> you're, you're 16. Why does everything cost at least $20? Well, that's, that's today, right? Can't even get a candy bar for... Anyway. I think you get the four principles. Those are the law of the king in, in regard to personal retribution. Not self-defense, not court cases. The law is there for a reason, personal stuff. Second section is to love your neighbor. It begins in verse 43, Jesus speaking. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, loving your neighbor is something we've all heard so many times, right? We know that's the essence of the law, to love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is not new to most of us. And Jesus said, you've heard that it was said, you, you shall love your neighbor. That's Leviticus 19.18, if you're taking notes. But where did the hate your enemy come from? Well, that was more rabbinic rabbi teaching or tradition. And they had added it on so much so that it became the common thought that the only people I need to love are neighbors. And you might say, who's my neighbor? Would you turn over to Leviticus 19? I know most of you know where that is because you do devotional reading in Leviticus every day. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Go to chapter 19. We'll put this, the verses up if you don't want to get there. Leviticus 19. Here's where this comes from. Let's read one verse back so we can see what they would have read. Leviticus 19.17 says, You shall not hate your fellow countrymen, mark it, in your heart. You may surely reprove your neighbor, but shall not incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against, notice it again, the sons of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You've been listening to The Law of the King 3, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's sermon on the Mount teaching in Matthew 5, 38 through 48. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Now, we have pastors on staff that would love to speak with you if you need prayer or counsel, or perhaps you have questions about Jesus and the Christian faith. Call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael one more time before we go. Well, sometimes as believers, we might feel like, you know what? I love the Lord, but people? <laughs> That's another story, right? I want to love God, but my, love my neighbor as myself. Oh, my goodness. You know, couldn't I, couldn't I just do the love God part and, you know, keep away from people. And you know what? There, there are a lot of incredibly wonderful people on the planet and there are some challenging people. 
And so uh, you might want to just kind of be on that island, and I get that. I, I have my own seasons when, you know, you can easily get fed up with all of it, right? But at the same time, the Lord loves all of us. He so loved the world, the rebellious world. While we were still enemies, he died for us. You see, this is what makes us different. Once again, can I take you back to kingdom thinking? If you're going to be a kingdom citizen, you're thinking about kingdom stuff. And the Lord wants more and more people to come into his kingdom. And so that's why we need to love neighbors as ourselves, because when we do, we extend the kingdom and the king to them. We're listening to Walking Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. We're walking through the incredible Sermon on the Mount, the King's Manifesto, if you will. It's so good and so challenging and often convicting. But, you know, we're walking together and asking the Lord to make us more like him. So we're going to do a part three right here tomorrow on the law of the king. Thank you for your prayers and your love. We, we love you all, and we'll see you right here tomorrow. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. you got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 38 through 48, called The Law of the King 3. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.